Well, good morning. Sorry about the darkness back there. We are working on it. Hopefully tomorrow will get fixed. 
I'm going to invite you all to please stand and let's begin our time together by singing. It will be my joy. 
Well, it is so good to see you this morning. Thank you so much for being here. Uh, now, we just want to say, now we know that we're still dealing with some residual effects from some lightning that we had uh, a week or so ago, so we apologize for the darkness back there, but that's no excuse to go to sleep, all right? No excuse to go to sleep back there. And uh, I already put the, the word out to watch uh, Joanne and Ron make sure they're not making out back there in that back corner, okay? But I'm glad you're here today. Thank you for being here. It is good to see you. Hope you had a wonderful 4th of July this week and celebrating the freedoms uh, that we enjoy as a nation and uh, what a blessed people we are. I hope that you picked up a bulletin on the way in or handed one as you came in. There's a lot of very important announcements in there. Uh, I hope that you'll take a a moment to to look through theirs. Uh, A lot of those have deadlines on them. So make sure you're reading through that because it may be that you intend to do something. Uh, well, we've got, a, we've got some deadlines in there. Like if you're going to be a part of the family ministries team meeting, uh, I need to know by next Sunday because we're ordering food. We're going to make sure we feed you well. Uh, so that's coming up. Uh, the putt-putt night, and I, I apologize. I, I appreciate somebody pointed out I didn't put a time in there. So I guess you, you, know, you need to know when you need to show up so I can beat you at putt-putt. So we'll, we'll do that. We'll get that time in there uh, next time. But the one I really want to call your attention to is uh, down at the bottom, the uh, blessing our children in the community. Uh, in about a, about a month from now, uh, like I said, to the chagrin of the kids and the, uh, the teachers, school's going to be starting back uh, because it starts back early this year. And we want to do something to celebrate the end of summer, but also celebrate the beginning of the school year. So we're having our back-to-school bash, and we're going to be giving out school supplies uh, to all the kids who come. We're inviting all of our kids from Vacation Bible School and others that uh, we may have information on. And so we want to give them a a bag with um, school supplies so we'll have them uh, a gift, let them know that we appreciate them and we love them. And so there's some things we're going to need. And you can see a list of those things there in your bulletin uh, down at the bottom of the right-hand page there on the inside. So if you'll, if you'll just take a look at that as you're going through the dollar store or Walmart or wherever it is you may be shopping this week, and you have an opportunity to pick up uh, some of these items and donate them, that would be awesome. We would appreciate that so much. Any bags we have left over after that back-to-school bash, we're going to be taking them to our local school and donating them there so that they will have those school supplies uh, as school is getting started. So help us with that, if you will, because that's all brand new. And, two, it's coming up really, really quickly. Thank you again for being here today. We're going to take just a moment to pray together, uh, and then we're going to enjoy uh, a special from our summer gospel choir. So let's, let's pray. Our Father and our God, how good it is to be in His house of worship on this Lord's Day. And Lord, we know that there's not a single one of us in this room that is here by accident. That long before this day ever was placed upon the calendar, that, Lord, you knew we would be in this room at this time. And so, Lord, you have ordained our coming together today, and we, we want to be faithful to what you have called us to do here. We know, Lord, that the very purpose behind our coming together today is to exalt and worship the name of Jesus, our Lord and our Savior, our risen King,
the, the giver of life, the one who has redeemed us from death. And so today, Lord, may the words that we sing as we sing together, may the, may the words that we speak as we fellowship together, even the, the meditation of our heart as we listen to your word, Lord, how I pray that today our heart will sing your praises, for truly you are worthy of all our praise. Lord, guide us in our time together today is our prayer in Jesus' name. Amen.
of our summer gospel choir. They come in early on Sunday mornings about 9.15 to get started with their rehearsal. Uh, you are welcome to be a part of this choir. Uh, they meet downstairs in this building downstairs uh, as they rehearse each Sunday morning at 9.15. And so there's, there's always room f- uh, for you to be a part of that yeah, should you choose to do so. Uh, so just know that if that's something you want to do, it is definitely something you are welcome to do. If you have your Bibles, would you turn with me uh, this morning to the book of Philippians chapter number 2. Philippians chapter number 2. And we're going to be reading the first 11 verses this morning uh, as we launch into today's study. All right, get my clock up here so that I can make sure that Uh, You're good and hungry by the time we leave. All right. Let's read that together. Philippians chapter number 2, beginning in verse number 1. Paul writes, "Therefore, uh, Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, if there is any consolation of love, if there is any fellowship of the Spirit, if any affection and compassion, make my joy complete by being of same mind, Maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfish or empty conceit, but with humility of mind, regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interest, but also for the interest of others. Have this attitude in yourself, which was also in Christ Jesus who, although he existed in the form of God, did not regard equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself, taking on the form of a bondservant, and being made in the likeness of men. Being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death on a cross. For this reason also God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Let's pray. Lord, again, thank you for the privilege of being in this house of worship. Guide us today as we open up the inerrant, the infallible, the inspired word of God. And we begin to study from these words. Lord, help us to understand that, that these are words that will transform our life. That these words you will use to mold us and shape us into the image of Jesus if we will only let them. So Lord, by the power of your Holy Spirit, speak to our hearts today. Convict us in those areas where we need to be convicted. Encourage us in those areas where we need to be encouraged. Lord, thank you that you always, always are doing what is not only good for us, but is to your great glory. Lead us as we, as we, we preach and pray and we, we listen. In Jesus' name, amen. We've defined the anchored life as a life that is firmly rooted and grounded in the word of God. 
Now, when we anchor our life in God's Word, we then begin to draw our strength, we draw our hope, we draw our peace, but we also draw our direction from God's Word. His presence in our life begins to guide us and lead us and show us who we are in Him and how He wants us to live and how we are to be involved in building His kingdom. Now, one of the very first points of attack for the enemy of our souls, and we know that we all have one, we know that there is one out there who seeks to deceive and destroy, and, and we, we, we call him by many names. We call him Satan, we call him the devil, we call him Lucifer, all of these names speaking of the exact same created being. But he is the enemy of our souls, and one of the very first points of attack that he has on any believer is our mind. If he can attack our mind and somehow he can dislodge our mind from being anchored in God's word, then he can begin to replace that with guilt and doubt and fear and shame and things that, that discourage us and disable us from being who God created us to be. And from accomplishing what God wants us to accomplish. Satan knows that if he can just dislodge God's word from our mind. If he can unanchor our minds. Then he can push us and sway us and tempt us in all sorts of manner. That robs us of our joy and robs us of fulfilling God's purpose. Now, understanding this truth, Paul talking about the anchored life, gives us two keys in these few verses to keeping our mind anchored in God's Word. So let's look at those two keys together. The very first one is this, that the anchored life has a single mind with other believers. The anchored life has a single mind with other believers. Now, he, he talks about that in those first, those, those first four verses that we read together. And he talks a lot about unity. He talks a lot about uh, maintaining the same love, the united in spirit, intent on one purpose. He's talking about a, a body of believers that have a life that is anchored in the Word of God that have come together single in mind. Now, there's a difference between conformity and uniformity. Let me explain that. Uniformity is defined as that continued or unvaried sameness or likeness. And then the, the, I thought it was awesome that they even threw into that definition monotony. That it's monotonous. Everything is exactly the same. You can't tell one from the other. They are identical. That's that, that's what he's talking about in that, that uniformity, the unvaried sameness. We become clones, so to speak. But then conformity is defined as a correspondence in form, manner, or character, or to be in agreement with each other. And, and while not thinking exactly alike, God is calling for us to be conformed in our mind together. To be conformed, that we are, we are 
walking in agreement in our minds. And that agreement is not in, in, in just what we think, but the agreement is in God's Word. We agree that God's Word is our authority. We agree that God is the one who sets our direction. We agree together that God calls the shots. We agree that it's His kingdom that we are building. We agree together on these things. We may not all think exactly alike, and it would be so boring if we did. It would be monotonous to say the least. We're not talking about thinking exactly alike. But we are talking about agreeing in direction, goals, standards that God has given to us. These verses point to the importance of the the conformity of the mind of our uh, of the believers that we we have a singleness of mind that you and I are are on the same track we're moving in the same direction we're working for the same purpose we have the same intent you and I are working in agreement together those are it's important to have conformity among Believers, we're redeemed by the same Savior. We are adopted by the same God of heaven. We are filled with the same Holy Spirit. We are anchored in the same truth of God's Word. And we have the same goals. We have the same standards. We are building the same kingdom. There are no rivals in this room. There's not a His way or Her way. There's, there's, there's only God's way. We're moving together in the, in the same direction. And that's what that singleness of mind looks like. But yet, because we are human and because we are fallen creatures, envy and strife and jealousy and discontentment and selfishness within the family of believers often seeps in and begins to disrupt the building of God's kingdom. Somehow, some way, we start thinking that this is our kingdom to build, that this is our church that we are, that we are working with and, and helping to, to build in this community. We start thinking in, in different terms and, and when that happens, we start going in different directions. And we start ripping each other apart when we do that. I can't tell you how heartbreaking it is for a church leader or a pastor to hear and to get word back to them that one of the members of that congregation was tearing that church down in public. That they were standing where anyone and everyone could hear and they were complaining about, I don't like this and I don't like that and I don't like this and I don't like that and I don't like this and I don't like that. Folks, can I, can I tell you what you keep hearing? I. I. Whose kingdom are you building? I don't. I don't. I don't. You see, what happens is that 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 mind that is that is not conformed with us that is not in agreement with who we are and where we're going and what we're doing we may all have different ideas of how to get there 
And that is okay. Can I tell you that? That is okay. We may not always agree together on the methodology. We may not always agree together on the steps, but we agree together on this. We are a family. We are a part of each other. We are the body of Christ, and you are a part of me, and I am a part of you, and we are a part of each other, and we're all moving in the same direction. For the same reason, for the same purpose. It's not about what I like. It's not about what you like. It's not about who, who does this and who does that. It's about what is God leading the church to do to build the kingdom of God. That is what's important. That's what singleness of mind is. That's what singleness of mind is. Instead of thinking about how to build up the church and other believers, if we're not careful, we'll spend our time thinking about our own personal agendas and how to tear down the church and the other believers who disagree with me. Here's the point of the single-mindedness. We don't have to think exactly alike. We don't have to like the exact same things. But we should be walking in unity with other believers, looking for ways to build up the kingdom of God because we are all anchored in the same truth of God's Word. Can I tell you something? It's okay to disagree. It's okay to disagree. We don't always have to agree on everything. Uh, a guy once told me, we were talking about this, he said, and he and I had a difference of opinion. He said, it's all right if we disagree. He said, you have a right to be wrong anytime you want to. <laughs> we don't have to agree on everything. But here's what we do need to agree on. That we are here as a body. You're a part of me and I'm a part of you. By the way, if, if you tear down anyone else in this church, you're tearing yourself down. But here's what we, I want, my job, my responsibility as a believer is to try to follow the will of God to, that builds you up and builds his kingdom. Your job as a believer is to follow God's direction on how do you build each other up and build God's kingdom. I could, listen, if, if, if we do that, then we are working with a single mind and God's word urges us to build each other up here's what he said do nothing from selfish or empty conceit but with humility consider one another as more important than yourselves do not merely look out for your own personal interest take the eye out of it but also for the interest of others. You see, the anchored life has a single mind with other believers. But there's one other thing he mentions here. And, and these are some beautiful verses. And we, we talk about these verses a lot. In fact, probably most of us who were, have been raised in church and have lived in church 
uh, you know, most of our lives, we, we've said something to this effect. We, we've quoted these verses. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of the Father. Most of us have, have quoted these verses. We may not have realized exactly this is where it was written, but we knew it was God's word and we quoted those words. So if we're not only to have a single mind, but we're to have a submissive mind to the will of God. Our mind is to be submissive to the will of God. And the perfect example, Paul is, is, is wanting to show us what the perfect example of a submissive life looks like. And there is no better example than Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior, as to what a submissive mind looks like. This is Jesus who is God incarnate. Jesus is equal to God in the Godhead Trinity. Jesus is equal in all of those things. But listen to what he says. In order for the perfect will of God the Father to be carried out and the plan of salvation to be completed, God the Son submitted to the will of God the Father. He's telling us what a submissive mind looks like. The word submit is defined as to yield or surrender oneself to the will or the authority of another. While equal with God the Father, that's what he tells us in verse 6. Jesus God the Son yielded and surrendered to the will and the authority of God the Father. Verse 7 and verse 8. Now, God, through Paul, is, is urging the believers. He said, not only do I want you to be in agreement with each other, where you're walking together in the same direction, with the same goals, with desiring the same outcome, which is to, to bring honor and glory to the name of Jesus and to build the kingdom of God wherever you are. That's what it meant to be single-minded. He said, but we are to do the, all of that with a submissive mind. In other words, we're not, we're not to follow the preacher. We're not to follow the, the deacons. We're not to follow any one person. We're to follow the direction of Almighty God. We submit to the will of God. Because His will is perfect. His will is exact. His will brings glory to Him. His will is always for our good and our benefit. His will is perfect. So we are to submit to the will of God. Jesus willingly surrendered His plans. He willingly surrendered His opinions. He willingly surrendered his thoughts and his actions to God the Father. And, and listen, when he took on human form, Jesus submitted himself and yielded himself to this. I will only do what God tells me to do. I will only say what God the Father tells me to say. I will only go where God the Father tells me to go. I, I am to- totally and completely submitted to him. He calls the shots. He gets to decide how this plays out. That is an anchored life. When we are born again and we become a follower of Jesus Christ, we too, uh, having, been, have, having been redeemed by the blood of Jesus, we too are to surrender and yield our plans and our opinions and our thoughts and our actions to God the Father. 
Well, let's just be honest. That's tough, isn't it? That's tough. So how exactly do we achieve that? By anchoring our heart, our mind, our life in the Word of God. When we anchor our heart, our mind, and life in the Word of God, two amazing things are going to start happening. Number one, we are going to be able to walk in unity with other believers because we are all anchored in the same Word. Next, we're all going to be able to submit to the will of God because we're all anchored in the same Word. I'm here to tell you, folks, this book is more than life. It is everything. It is everything. How we regard this book determines the trajectory of our life. And the day that we close it and say, I've got a better plan, we have unanchored our life from the only steady rock there is. And now we are now we are prey for the enemy to sweep us away. But when we anchor our life in the Word of God, we not only walk in singleness of mind, but now we're able to submit to the will of God because His Word tells us that His will is always for His glory and His will is always for our good. The Bible is very clear on these things. When we focus on listening and watching and following everything God wants us to do, we will always be in the right place at the right time doing the right thing for the right reason with the right outcome. That's when we're anchored in God's Word. Jesus was very, very clear that that was His focus. His focus was on doing the will of God the Father. Was his life easy? I think we can agree that it wasn't, can't we? Was his earthly life pain-free? I think we can agree that it wasn't. Was his earthly life without trials and heartaches and temptations? I think we can agree it was not. It had heartbreak and heartache and it, it had discouragement and it, and it had all of those things, pain and, and abandonment, all of those things wrapped up in it. But at the end of the day, because he was submitted to the will of God the Father, he carried out the plan of salvation that saves you and me. Aren't you glad he was submitted? Aren't you glad he was submitted? And the song says he could have called 10,000 angels to come and get him off of that cross. At any point, he could have said, this is too hard. This is too tough. This is too painful. This isn't easy. This isn't what I wanted. This isn't what I like. And I'm done with it. And he could have bailed out and you and I would have been lost forever. But because he was submitted to the perfect will of God, you now can have the opportunity to be born into the family of God and be called a child of God because He submitted His life. We are to submit our life. The chief goal of every life in this room is to bring glory to God the Father. That is the chief end of every life.
the chief purpose of every life. If you're looking for that purpose why you were born, you're not sure. I've heard people say, I'm, I'm still trying to find my purpose. I'm still trying to find my purpose. Well, if you anchor yourself in God's Word, you're going to find it really, 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 really fast. You were created to glorify your Creator. You were brought to life so that you could walk and bring glory to Him by the way you live your life, by being singleness of mind with other created beings that are following Him, and by building His kingdom, and by submitting to His will, you bring glory to God. That is why we exist. That's why we were born. That's why we're on this planet. That's why this church building is here. That's why the, the body of Christ is still on the, on the earth today. We are here to bring glory to God the Father. And all that Jesus went through, it tells us that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Why? Don't miss that. Why will they confess that? To the glory of God the Father. That submissive life brings glory to God the Father. And Jesus has been highly exalted because He was perfect in his submission and gave his life a ransom. In just a moment, we're going to celebrate communion together. Now, the, the, the unique thing about communion is that it really is about singleness of mind and submissive mind. It really is. Because when we eat of that bread and we take of that cup, here's what we're saying. I am a part of the body of Christ. Well, if I'm a part of the body of Christ and you're a part of the body of Christ, that means we're a part of each other. That's singleness of mind. But it also says when I take of that bread and I drink of that cup and I say that I am a part of the body of Christ, it is because I have submitted myself, repented of my sins, and turned to Jesus for salvation, and I have surrendered and submitted myself to Him. I am part of His body. Not He's a part of mine. I'm part of His body. So He gets to call the shots. He's the one. So as we prepare to celebrate communion, I have to ask you this morning, are you living a life that is anchored in God's Word? Here's the test. You ready for it? Is your mind joined with the mind of other believers? Is your mind joined with other believers? You are walking in agreement with them. You are walking in the same direction as they are, for the same purpose they are, with the same goals they are. Because all of us have the same direction, same goal, and same purpose, and that is to glorify God the Father. Do you seek over all other things to build up other believers in the church and the kingdom of God? Or are you just looking for a time and a place where you can air the dirty laundry that you don't like? 
Can I tell you something? I've yet to be in a church that didn't have some. I would love for this to be the very first one. Well, we are in agreement with each other. Oh, yeah, it happens. It can happen. Secondly, is your mind totally yielded and surrendered to the will of God? Is it totally yielded and surrendered to the will of God? Is the chief goal of your very existence to glorify God the Father? If your answer is no on both of these, and I can tell you your life is not anchored in the, the Word of God. Maybe your answer is like most of us would have to be if we're honest and say, sometimes I'm both of these. Sometimes I get a little disgruntled and I may air some dirty laundry and I may not have done that, should have done that. But most of the time, I'm singleness of mind. Most of the time, I am submitted in my mind. Then can I tell you, you're heading in the right direction. Just keep seeking to anchor your life more deeply in the Word of God. More and more and more. And if your answer is yes, maybe you can, with a clear conscience and with a clear heart, and say, look, I can honestly say, to the best of my knowledge, I'm walking in the singleness of mind with other believers. and, and, And to the best of my ability, I am walking in submission to the will of God. Then can I tell you, keep standing strong on the Word of God. And never cease to love and lead other people to do the same. Don't stop doing what you're doing because you are fulfilling your very purpose for being created. In just a moment, we'll stand, we'll sing together. This is our time to decide what we're going to do with what we got here. Listen, you can get, if you want to get mad at me, you, you can. You can get mad at me. That's all right. I got pretty thick skin after 31 years. But I didn't say it. The book did. So ultimately, I'm going to ask you to take it up with my boss. Okay? But day's the day. We make that decision. Singleness of mind. With other believers, submissive in heart to the will of God. And when we do that, God is glorified. This altar will be open if you want to come and pray. You're welcome to do so. You can pray where you are. God, God can hear your prayer wherever you may be. But whatever it is that you need to resolve today, today's the day to do it. So that when we start taking of these elements in just a few moments, and we take the bread and we take the cup, we can do so with a clear heart and a clear mind, knowing that Whatever it was that we may have walked in with that was out of line in our life, we we have allowed God to line it back up today. And we can say when we take that bread and we take that cup, I, from, this point to, from this point today on, I am walking in singleness of mind. I am walking with submissive mind to the will of God. That's what we need to do today. Let's pray. Father. 
Your plan is always glorious and amazing. It's always perfect. We may not always understand it, Lord. We we may not always like it. But your plan is always perfect. Lord, forgive us of those times when we've failed to walk in singleness of mind. Lord, I'll, I'll be the first one in this congregation to confess there's been times that I have not done that. Lord, I, I ask you, as I did in my office when we started all this, Lord, I ask you to forgive me. Wash me clean. And help me to walk in singleness of mind with the the believers that are part of your body. Lord, I, I pray that you forgive me where I failed to walk in submission. But Lord, I pray that today will be a day when each of us, as I commit myself now, Lord, I pray that we all will do the same, that Lord, we want to walk in your direction Striving for your goals, for your purpose, for your glory. That, Lord, no matter what you may call us to do or where you may call us to go, that at the end of the day we can look back and know beyond a shadow of a doubt we have, we have fulfilled your will for us through the power of your Holy Spirit. We have walked where you want us to walk. We have done what you wanted us to do. We have accomplished what you wanted to accomplish. And that you and you alone, O oh God, will receive glory, honor, and praise. Prepare our hearts for our time of communion. Lord, may today be a day we walk in singleness and submissiveness of mind. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Let's stand together as we sing together. As you stand, we're going to do our invitation a little different. There's not going to be any words on the screen. Instead, we're going to sing. And while we do, we want this to be a time of preparation, as Pastor Tommy just said, a time of reflection, to reflect on the message that we have heard, and a time to talk to God, and more importantly, to listen. So if you want to come to the front, we invite you. But let this just be our time of reflection.
so much. I'm going to invite you to be seated. I want to invite our deacons to come on up, if they will, please. As we prepare for the Lord's table, I want to go on record and let you know that I love you. I really do. I love this church. And if you don't fire me between now and this time next year, I will have served longer here than I've served at any church in my in my tenure. And I don't tell you, that's because I love you. And I like being with you. I really do. Um, we're going to uh, go ahead and prepare here, brother, if you don't mind. that as we have in the last uh, couple of years now uh, we've had our deacons remain up front with the, the bread and the cup and we've invited you to come and to receive that and then go back to your seats and then we take those together uh, we want to continue that today so guys if you'll come on up and just take your places we'll get you set up here We also have the prepackaged elements up here that uh, you will have an option if you had rather not be reaching into the plate with the bread or picking up a cup and you would like to have the prepackaged uh, communion elements there up front as well for, for you to take. Uh, Brother Tim has them uh, right here in the middle. And as we've done the last several times, we're just going to ask you if you're sitting on this side of the the sanctuary, if you will, to go along the wall and come around and get your, your elements and then to turn back to your seats through the middle and just the opposite. If you're here, go along the wall, come around and get your elements and then make your way back to the seat in the middle. Let's take just a moment to do that. I'll ask you to stand and we'll start moving toward uh, getting our elements.
If you have the prepackaged, we'll ask you to go ahead and pull back that very top film so that you can get to the wafer underneath for those of you that may have the prepackaged. You know, part of being together and being part of one another is that it was one body that was broken for us. That was, I believe that's what Jesus was trying to tell his disciples when they were sitting around the table. When he didn't just say, this is a body that is broken for you. He said, this is my body that is broken for you. And it was broken for Judas who rejected him, just like it was broken for Peter who loved him. So today, this is what binds us together and makes us one, the body of Christ. Take it easy. If you have the pre-package, you can begin to unpeel the second layer there that will allow you to be able to get to the juice underneath. You know, it's the blood of Christ that flows through his body. It's the blood of Christ that flows through his body. You're part of his body. I'm part of his body. We are washed clean by the same blood, redeemed by the same sacrifice. As Jesus poured out his blood on the cross of Calvary, he was doing it so his church, his body, could have life because life is in the blood. And without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So today, body of Christ, let's drink together. For those of you with the prepackage, can I apologize? I think it's fermented. You may be drunk going out. (laughs) Wow. Mm. <laughs> Don't you go out of here telling everybody you had real wine for for, for communion today. Now you're going to get me in trouble. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll have some fresh by next time. I promise. Okay. Wow. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you so much for being here today. God bless you. Uh, I hope that the Lord has encouraged you in some way as we spent this time together. Can we sing, um, what we're going to sing? Because He Lives. We're going to sing the chorus to Because He Lives. I'm going to stagger down to the back door. I'm teasing, I'm teasing. Preacher's not drunk. But I'll be at the back door. I hope that I have a chance to speak to you as we prepare to leave. Let's all stand together as we are dismissed.